Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 2024, the first episode of Cornerstone Conversations with Neil and Matt. Welcome, everyone. 2024, hey? Yep. That's very good. Uh, Episode 120, I believe, is where we're starting 2024. That's pretty good. It is good. Welcome to 2024, Neil. How's how's 2024 treating you? So, so far? far, so good. So far, so good. Yes. Excellent. Good to hear. I'm looking forward to a wonderful year. Yes. What about you? Uh, yes. Good. Wonderful year would be great. Yeah, it'd be really nice, wouldn't looking it? Looking forward to it. It's coming. It is. 2024, the year or more. Oh, wow. Good like stuff. Not bad stuff. like that, yeah. Uh, so, I... Uh, Preached on Sunday on a passage from Psalm. Yep. Well, it's not a passage. It's actually a Psalm. 147, verse 1 to 5 is the verses I used. Yep. And what I was thinking about during the week was about the Lord's mission of mm-hmm. to heal the brokenhearted. So how often we don't really think about that, I, I reckon. Because as I started studying it as well... Um, just realizing there's so many places where your heart gets broken in this world. This world is a heartbreaking world, Matt. Mm. Yeah, in lots of different ways. Um, so, you know, there's 10,000 different ways your heart could get broken, whether it's, you know, uh, someone passing on, whether it's someone betraying you, whether it's a dream that didn't come true, whether it's the weight of sin on your life that... Yep breaks your heart and that's that's actually a good one to turn you to God but there's all these things that happen in your life where your heart actually gets broken and one of the ministries that Jesus came to do so when he talked about it in Luke 4:18 and he read the scroll it was like you know I've come to heal the brokenhearted yeah and how often we don't really think about that mm. you know um and it was particularly for me, like even one of the things that's heartbreaking for me is like I, I was just talking about it with uh, my wife Jo and I said, you know, one of the things that with me that really makes my heart ache is with my kids leaving Darwin. Mm. You know, it's like you have these dreams as a young couple, why are we going to have a family? So you have your kids, you grow them up and within no time they're actually out of your house and yep. actually... In a way, even though they're not out of our life, they sort of are. You know, you don't see them every day. You don't have the chance to interact with them the way that you just love to because that was your yep. dream. You have this yep. family and, you know, um, and oftentimes with me, my heart actually sort of really aches with that. Yep. And it it's not like uh, there's anything wrong with it, but I, I did start to think about that. You know, well, if God sent Jesus to heal the brokenhearted, even those sorts of things that my heart shouldn't be in that place because it's, you know, fixed trusting in him and I understand what's going on. But at the same time, um, I wouldn't feel the pain of the brokenness. And I think that's really something that is with many people. Like a lot of people have their hearts broken with their kids as well. You know, like Christian world, non-Christian world, doesn't matter. Um, or the expectations or dreams they had just hasn't worked out how they thought. And so we live often with this sort of inner sorrow, I guess. Um, I don't know if you've experienced that at all, but I know there's certain things in my life where the pain sort of still remained, you know what I mean, in my heart. 
anything like that with you, mm. Matt? Or are you all good? Mate? Uh, no, like, I, you know, it's certainly certainly been instances of of brokenheartedness, mm. but I wouldn't say like super substantial things. Like, it's, yeah. they're things that have been that maybe at the time were. Oh, how can I possibly go on? But looking back at it now, it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's mm. probably things that had um, less significance or whatever that, that in my mind had incredible significance, but yeah. in reality don't. You know, obviously there's, there's you know, the, the world around us that we see that, that breaks my heart for, you know, just the, the need for Jesus, the need yeah. to uh, be in that space of just receiving his redemption and and restoration and you know that's you know that's probably a you know it's a bit like a a beauty pageant answer you know the world <laughs> the world peace answer yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah um, sure but yeah no absolutely absolutely there are there are things which 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 break our heart and you know I think some of those things as you said before, are good because it, you know, like a broken hearted over our sin because it draws yeah. us back to, to God and, and all of that kind of thing. Um, and then there's there's others which become a distraction. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and it's almost Jesus like coming to remove yeah. that distraction is, yeah. is key, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's almost like, you know, a lot of the times people that have that sort of broken hearted or living in that broken hearted place can never really be themselves. So they, it's almost like they shrink back to the shadows a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like a bird with a broken wing and you just can't really yeah. be who you're meant to it, be. I mean, it becomes all it, it becomes all consuming, doesn't it? If you if you let it. Yeah. Like even even those instances where I've had things happen that have frustrated me and, you know, I'm broken hearted. Yep. It it becomes you know, it it impacts everything and then and then you sort of get to this place where it's like, Well, hang on a minute, that doesn't actually really matter that much and you mm. And you sort of step out of that, but but in that instant, it it's all consuming and it holds you in that in a you know holds you captive, doesn't it? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And you know, like myself over life, I have definitely felt that healing of God in in some areas where my heart was broken um, for that restoration of of life as He wants us to have it. And you know, I just think there are some people who live constantly in it for sure mm. you know like that's all their life is they think about that moment in time that could have been years ago where yeah. yep. their heart was hurt and yep. you know even very genuinely hurt not even it's not pretend it's actually real yeah um and yet that captures them even now today and it's mm. like one of those ministries of jesus is to to change that and I, I do also believe that he restores a lot of that stuff as well. It's not like just, you know, it's okay, here's a Band-Aid, but there's actually a restoration yeah. back into the fullness of what God has yeah. for you. And I think, I think for me, think, thinking about it as, we, as we're now talking about it and dwelling a little bit more, having a little bit more time since you asked that question too, that there certainly have been times when it's, I've been left brokenhearted over stuff. Mm. But even to recall that now is difficult because of the restoration, I think, that yep. comes through through Jesus and the way that he, you know, God uses all things for good and, and can can even take that brokenness yep. um, and make it something that has restored relationship or is it, mm. you know, like, and so there's, so it's no longer that it's thought of as something that, that puts you into that heartbroken space. So that's, yeah. You know, that, that restoration, the, the um, what is it? 
It ban- bandages. It's, yeah, but it's, yeah. More than, it's more than bandages, isn't it? Yeah, yep. that's right. It's complete healing. Absolutely. Yeah. But sometimes you need a bandage a wound so it can be healed. So yeah, I'll, right. I'll read through that yep. that yes. psalm so you can understand the context there. Yeah. Psalm 147, verse 1 to 5. Praise the Lord. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. He heals the broken. Sorry, the Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem, bringing the exiles, or what the uh, New King James Version says is the outcasts, back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is his how great is our Lord, his power is absolute, his understanding is beyond comprehension. So where that verse that I was looking at was he heals the brokenhearted, bandages their wounds, mm. where it's sandwiched is actually quite important. And I think even the first verse, you know, there where it's like why is the psalmist writing praise the Lord? There's obviously been a brokenness in his life or yeah. that's been healed. And when you think about the work of Christ and how he does that, he's healing the brokenhearted. There's something amazing about a church that is full of people that have been healed from a broken heart. They genuinely have this enthusiastic, mm. wonderful praise for God. And, yep. you know, what what a church that would be to have a church like that, not just a church of churchgoers yep. that don't really appreciate what God has done. I think that... Um, the fact that we come from broken places often leads us to praise God so much more. You know, like that that verse that is, you know, to much, sorry, for he who's been forgiven much loves much. And it's yeah. like when we start to understand that and when we understand the work of Christ, it changes our worship. Mm. It's one of those big things. And, and so that's important. But then you've got the Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem, bringing back the exiles and outcasts back to Israel. This the way that that verse about healing is uh, sandwiched, it's like, guys, there's a lot of outcasts that need Christ. Yeah. You feel like you don't belong in society or things have happened to you that you're, you're on the outer. And then the verse after it was, he counts the stars, calls them all by name. How great is our Lord, his power is absolute. Mm. That when we start to think about God and, and what he can do in our life, the healing of the brokenhearted is nothing. You know, he mm. knows the stars. Yeah, he formed them. He counts them. He knows them by name. He yep. knows every single star by name. Yeah, um, and and that's just that picture of the absolute might of God to go far beyond what we can even understand. Yeah, that that He is there to heal. And when we start to think about that healing that can take place, the one doing the healing is Jesus. Right, mm. He's been doing it for a really, really long time. Yeah, and He can do it really well. Um, there's no one like him, and God gave him that mission. So when we think of, um, again, going back to Luke 4, verse 18, it's like part of his mission was to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah. It's not just a byproduct. It's like, no, go and do this. This is yeah. why I'm sending you to earth. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, today, this is what's happened. Mm. I've come to heal the brokenhearted. Mm. And we can have great confidence that Jesus wants to do it. Yeah, he's he's able to do it. He's got the ability to do it. He's constant in doing that. So we we know that he's always doing it in our lives, mm. and it's just an amazing thing to think of. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but when my attention is drawn to the greatness of God and His amazing power, it does give me this confidence that God can do things in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yep. And it and it puts the it puts the things in our life into perspective. Yeah. I think that's that's the other important part of, of what it is when we draw our attention to God and, and his nature and who he is and what he can do is that, that it suddenly puts everything into that that eternal perspective of, mm. of whatever it is that we might be facing. You know, sure it might be a fairly massive thing, but but God is bigger. Yeah. You know. Um and it's really good to be reminded of that. Yeah. Another psalm talks about it, how God is close to the brokenhearted. That's Psalm 3418 that, you know, oftentimes we're traveling through this thing and we forget the closeness of God in that. You yeah. know, I mean, at that very time, it feels like God's the furthest from us that he could be, right? Mm, mm. And we, we forget that he's actually walking with us. So my encouragement on the weekend was really to start to think, you know, where is it in your life that you've been brokenhearted where you feel this emptiness or, or pain or sorrow still lingering around? Yeah. Um, and do you really ever come to God to get that healed? And pretty much all of us should come. Mm. You know, we need to make sure that we come, we ask God for what we need and we allow him to heal us. It's, you know, Matt, I don't know about how wise you are, but are, there oh, times, <laughs> but are there times when you're speaking to someone who is brokenhearted in some way and at the end of it you're like, that made no impact? Yeah, I, f- I feel like that quite regularly actually, to be honest. <laughs> just, not that I talk to lots of people that are brokenhearted, but you know, like there is, there's always that challenge of, of wanting to build people up and, and you know, leave them in a better state than what they came in you know and mm. um there's there's always that question i think yep of of did that have any impact and and you hope that it does and you hope that you get to see the fruit from it and you know because like like what we we're talking about before in terms of you know the the broken heartedness of of the world around us and mm. and looking out at the world and, and just seeing the fact that they need jesus and yep. and hoping that that the words that that we speak, whether that's from the front or from interactions that we have with people, you know, impact people so that it draws them closer to Jesus. Like that's that's the ultimate, isn't it? Yeah. And, and so, you know, to see the fruit from that is is incredible. But there's often often that question, and I think you know, for me, when I've you know when I've delivered a message or I've I've been worship leading or whatever, there's always this moment of of handing all of that over to God, so yep. that that even that expectation of seeing the fruit is not the distraction from what it is that God's doing. And, mm. you know, so I think, you know, I'd love, I'd love for every, every conversation and every bit of word that comes out of my mouth to have this incredible impact on people, but that's, that's uh, not the reality all the time. And, I've, you know, <laughs> not, you know, like maybe 95% of the time it is, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. but there is that 5% where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where maybe it uh, wasn't quite as impactful as no, you thought it was. No, maybe it wasn't. Was. Maybe yeah. it wasn't. And <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah, just yeah, hoping hoping that it does have that impact, and and having having that wisdom mm. to know what to say. Yep. And that's that's fully relying on the Holy Spirit to to speak into those situations and yep. and being in that space and yeah, just getting out of the way. That's it. And so it's about being that vessel. But I know sometimes, like, no matter what, like, you can have, you can even have the right answers, the right wisdom, the right way to do things. You can share it with people. But ultimately, we can't heal a heart. No. And that's where it's like, 
we need to really rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing that Christ has to actually heal and and set us free. And I think that's one of the things that we have to always remember is we can't rely on other people to do that. You know, we can't rely on, you know, a new relationship to heal the old relationship mm. um, or, or what, what, what the hurt was from that. There might be some sort of, you know, consolation in that sort of stuff, but and it might even be a gift from God, you know, that that person comes into your life, but and part of the healing process. But the actual healing itself has to be of God. Yeah. It has to be of, you know, coming to God with prayer in faith and trusting that it's His work that actually does it. Um, because you know, I have to be honest. You know, the best thing I can do is to try and point people to Christ, but I can't save anyone. I can't heal anyone. It's it's all his power and, mm. and what he wants to do yep. and try and get people to open up to the actual healer himself, which is Jesus and, and yeah. the work that he's doing. So, yeah, I just want to encourage people to just really take a bit of time and think about it. Are there areas in your life where your heart has been broken and you're still carrying it? Um, remember that Jesus was probably one of the most heartbroken people ever to walk this planet. Yeah, you know, like he was betrayed viciously. He was, mm. you know, accused innocently. Um, that you know, he was an innocent, and yet he took upon the sin of yeah. the whole world upon him. Yeah, and it felt to him also that his father had left him. Now, yeah. there's no way God ever left him because you know, as you read through the Psalms, it says, "Yeah, you won't leave my soul in Hades." You know, like yeah. you, you've you're coming. Mm. I know that, but at the same time, it feels like. I'm on my own. Yeah. And that's one of the wonderful things about Jesus. He understands us completely. Mm. You know, the Bible calls him tempted in every way as we were, yet without sin. So that's why he can represent us so well, and that's why he understands us so well. Mm. And, I mean, as if God could not understand us, I, I don't know. But they're just that part of actually identifying with is so important. Yep. Um, yeah. So... That's it. That's good. He heals the brokenhearted. He does. Yeah. And he's close. And he's close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. Very good. Okay, Matty. Thank you, Neil. And see you later. See ya.